it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. Today, we are going to help you to hit the delete button on bad memories. We've all had bad bad memories. Um, There's no sense in comparing, you know, oh, somebody has it worse than me, so, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it or think about it. Okay, I get that. But if we suppress bad memories, if we refuse to acknowledge that bad things happen, it can show up later. It shows up in our health, shows up in our attitude. The better thing, the healthier thing, is to acknowledge what happened. You know, be honest about it. Give yourself an opportunity to grieve over what you lost or, you know, to just to feel the feelings and emotions about that. But you want to put a time limit on that. You don't want to linger in those things. Memories are, by definition, in the past. So let's deal with them and then put them in the past. So Jenny, I'm curious to know, um, as a certified life coach, what are some of your strategies for doing that? Well, you know, Rhonda, I mean, everybody's full of memories, obviously, you know, we have, a, you know, oftentimes we have some really good memories that we have that stick with us and, and we have memories of wonderful times with people or whatever. But what's amazing to me is that oftentimes it's the bad memories that stick with us. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that we have the hardest time processing. So. I think what we get into is you were mentioning putting them in the past, but I think what happens is we begin to ruminate on those memories and we, we think about them. We remember them, particularly if there's an injustice of some kind, when there's hurt involved, we begin to ruminate. And I think as the life coach, I talk with my clients a lot about habits. And when, when those kinds of memories come in and we begin to ruminate, when the memory comes in, obviously, you know, I'm not a a scientist or whatever, but we understand there is a brain, you know, a a brain and body connection. It does affect our health. It does affect our energy levels. And when we begin to ruminate on the wrong things, that is when it is damaging. And this week we're trying to encourage people to push that delete button. Like you said, we have to deal with, you know, traumatic things that happen once we stuff it and we never deal with it. That's not healthy either. But once we deal with it, leaving it where it is. So a couple of, there's a couple of directions I'd like to go with our listeners today. Um, In addition to all the the things that you have to say is, I, I think of Dr. Carolyn Leaf And she talks about um, building mental toughness. And so I think what's what's in in order to replace bad memories or to put them behind us, we need to replace it with another habit, with something different. And so she suggests three ways, and I love them, so I'm going to use her stuff, and that is building your mental fitness. You know, we always talk about physical fitness. There's also mental fitness. So how do I start to build my mind, rebuild some of those habits, in my mind that will positively affect you know my my outcomes in life my physical body i mean obviously number one is to be grateful so as we begin to get rid of those bad memories and leave them behind being grateful um it, it's it's important at times to look where we've been 
but to also look at where we are and where we can go and do that with with a spirit of gratitude. There's something really powerful because there is something to be grateful for. Because remember, bad memories are just that. They're, they're back there. So we look at today and we build our mental fitness, she writes, about being by being grateful. Then the second thing she says to do is to expect great things. Um, this really strengthens us. You know, once we live through a bad situation, expect that good things are ahead of us. There again is that mindset connection where we begin to really think about expecting something really good because where does it really get me as as a coach i always talk with people is how does that memory serve you mm -hmm. how, how does that memory motivate you to get to your next place and that's a question that's an open-ended powerful question that i ask people and then they have to they have the answer and the answer is always it doesn't serve me it doesn't help me to continue to do that so we're being grateful we expect something amazing out in front of us and then we choose dr leaf writes about how we choose happiness and isn't that amazing? I mean, we can choose, you know, a Coke or water. We can choose coffee or iced tea. We can choose our pink shoes or our blue shoes. And I somehow think we kind of believe that we can't choose our emotion. And I think we have to, by building that mental fitness, it's like when you lift a weight, like I did this morning, and it gets really hard, you have to really dig down and I have to choose to push more. And I think we need to do that in building our mental fitness. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to dwell on something different than a bad memory. I love that. Um, that really goes to um, my one big go-to for deleting bad memories. And, and I, gosh, I used to have a lot of bad memories, but I think a lot of them, honestly, are gone. I really, um, you know, I, I've dealt with those things and I've used the strategy that works for me so much so that there are things that I know happened because I've written about them in my books, you know, but, but I, you know, I can barely even remember it now or, or can't remember it at all. And, um, and so therefore I have no emotion about it. It can't cause me any more pain. So my main go-to strategy, it's, it's probably going to sound ridiculous, but this is what works for me. I change the channel in my brain. So it's similar to what you're talking about in terms of shifting. It's, it's not just choosing my emotion. It is that, but I have a step in between that helps me because if I'm frustrated, let's say, or I'm hurt and I'm thinking about what I don't have, um, you know, this is me on Mother's Day, for example. Um, the only time that I even have a little, even little bit of pinprick feeling about my mother and father left, it's weird. It's on Mother's Day. And I think, okay, if I'm, if I'm sad, I'm thinking about what I missed out on and I'm wondering if she's thinking of me and if she ever had any emotion about her actions and leaving me behind and not coming back and all that stuff. I don't, the, the notion of somebody saying, just choose to be happy, just choose your emotion. I, I might throw something at you. I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how to do that. How do you just choose, you know? No, I feel how I feel. I think, I think our feelings are sort of primal. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, it takes us back to when, you know, we're, we're a little bitty and we're throwing a tantrum on the kitchen floor or whatever. And, and so I don't know how to change uh, just like that. But I do know how to change my thought change what I'm thinking about. And that's what I do. I change the channel in my mind. So if I'm thinking about something like that, okay, well, I'm 59 years old. My mother left when I was a little girl. I can't change it. I can't go back in time. Um, you know, it's just, it's a done deal. Okay. 
then I can choose, and I do, to go to one of my go-to things that helps me change the channel in my mind. So for me, uh, I'll watch um, videos of a comedian that I really like. Sebastian Maniscalco is one of them. John Panette is another one. Um, I will uh, read a really suspenseful book. So one of my neighbors is Dean Kuntz and um, I, I will go to his books. Normally they're very um, suspenseful for me. So it has to be something, I have to read something that will just really keep me engaged. It has to be a page turner so that my mind doesn't go back. Um, I'm not really a movie person, but you know, every once in a while I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch a movie. And again, it has to be something that's super suspenseful that holds my attention. So I just know for me that works. It's really effective. And I just want to encourage everybody to hit the delete button on bad memories is to make that intentional, deliberate choice to think mm -hmm. about something else. And in the moment, um, in the heat of those kinds of feelings, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so my strategy mm -hmm. for doing that is I have, you know, I have these things at hand. I want you to be happy and you can be. That's why I wrote the book, 30 Days to Happiness, that was featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show and was included in her Kind Box distribution. So many people have reported finding their happiness with this book. Please go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and order your copy today. Mm -hmm. Since I was a little bitty girl with a library card for the Upland Public Library, um, I would always have a book on hand. I'm sitting in my library in Newport, and I'm looking around, and I have, I have books on the shelf right now that I have not yet read. And it's, it's almost like having aspirin in the cupboard. You know, when you're at the grocery store and you buy the bottle of aspirin or ibuprofen or whatever it is that you take for a headache, um, I, you don't necessarily have a headache right then, but you get it and you put it in the cabinet. It's there when you need it. Right. I have books here ready. They're there when I need them. Mm -hmm. After, you know, if something happens or a memory comes back up, I pray about it. I do whatever I can to change if, it, if it's something that requires action of me. But once that's done, if I keep praying, now I'm gonna get into begging and pleading. And I just know for me, we never have to ask God uh, to do what he already wants to do in our lives. I, 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 right. I pray about it and I ask for his perfect will to be done. And then I have to stop because, um, you know, I don't, I don't wanna get into um, worry and begging and pleading and because that's not faith. So that's when I want the book. You know, that's when I want, you know, a DVD yeah. of, a, of a good movie or funny movie or or whatever. Um, and I have those things. I have them just sitting, you know, ready to go. So I, I want to encourage right. people to do that. Well, and I think that's really powerful. I mean, in essence, you are choosing happiness, but you're doing it via a process in your mind. You know, it's something that you are replacing. When I'm feeling it, I recognize it and I choose to do something which leads me then to happiness. And I would encourage our listeners in, in my final comments today that um, there's a psychologist named Carol DeWitt and she talks a lot about fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. And all of her work is based on a lot of that kind of thought. So a fixed mindset is something where a bad memory would lay. 
It's something that we, we have this fixed mindset that we keep going back to. And she encourages people to have a growth mindset. So there again, we have a choice to have a growth mindset. You know, for example, uh, you know, my dad had Alzheimer's disease. And one of the things that, we t that, that they tell you is, you know, uh, to always learn something new, to always have your brain. So I have a growth mindset. I don't believe for a second that I'm going to have that because I'm a person of faith and I'm doing all these things and it doesn't mean I'm going to get it or whatever. But one of the things they say is super important is to always learn something new every day, you know, for a half an hour or 45 minutes. But see, that's one of Jenny's growth mindsets that I need to do something every day to stimulate my brain. That is a mindset I've chosen. So in light of a lot of her work, I have a couple of suggestions to develop a growth mindset, to leave those bad memories behind. There again, I'm going to have a growth mindset about what's ahead, not what I'm ruminating on from the past. Number one is view challenges as opportunities. What is it? What did I gain from some of those things, even though they were bad memories? Maybe I did learn, you and I have talked about this, resilience and tenacity. So I view a challenge as an opportunity. So as I look forward, deleting some of those bad memories, it did strengthen me. Mm -hmm. It did make me a little tougher. It did make me, so that's an opportunity. A second one would, would be, um, and I would encourage people, research brain plasticity. There's a lot of research now, and I'm not a scientist, I said that earlier, but there's a lot of research on brain plasticity and how our brains can, can change to a more positive mode. That's a growth mindset. I'm going to learn about how I can change the way I think. Another one would uh, be replace the word failure with I'm learning, I'm changing. You know, don't look at, I mean, bad memories can often make us feel like we're failing, you know, or I'm not growing, I'm good, you know, instead of I'm learning and I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last one would be to cultivate a sense of purpose. A growth mindset is to have a sense of purpose, because if all we do is is we don't we don't hit that button, we don't delete some of the the reactions and the and the place that we've stayed. How can we get to our purpose? How can we move to that place? And so the growth mindset says, I'm going to cultivate. I'm going to build that. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to start writing. I'm going to start reading books. I'm going to start researching where I want to go and get moving. Oh, I love that. And you know what, Jenny, I just wanted to add to that, that I, I've said this many times, I'm going to probably say it many more, is that there's never been another time in human history when it was easier to learn something every day. Mm -hmm. um, for, for those of us who have internet access, um, or, and, and even for people who don't have internet access at their home, they can go to the, the nearest public library um, I want to encourage people to do that because to, to go online and to be able to learn from people, from mm -hmm. other people who are experts in some area that we're interested in, some area that we might want to go into, or just something we know nothing about, we can do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, I'm not a scientist. Okay, well, I'm not either. There's there's nothing in me that is, uh, you know, anything about biology, chemistry, or anything else. But guess what? If I want to know something about chemistry, I can probably go on a search engine right now, and I can mm -hmm. probably watch videos of, uh, you know, people who are expert in that field uh, giving a lesson. I know that there are lots and lots of free classes free online classes. Um, I mean, there's, there's just so much. So if, if, if everybody would take just 10 minutes a day, that's it, just 10 minutes a day and search out something that they know nothing about um, and just read about it. Can yep. you imagine? I mean, first of all, our lives are enriched when we learn. Mm -hmm. 
And how that plays out in terms of value in our life is that instead of our conversations being about our problems or being about others, which, you know, many times, uh, you know, just winds up devolving into gossip, our conversation can be about ideas mm -hmm. and, yeah. and meaningful subjects. You know, so mm -hmm. I hadn't heard about uh, the person that you quoted and those concepts that you shared are very valuable. I love that. I'm glad that you shared that. And at the beginning, you talked about Dr. Caroline Leaf. And, and uh, I do know about her, and I've, I've read one of her books. Fascinating stuff. Brain plasticity. Good grief. I don't even know if I could spell it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up, and I'm going to learn more about that. I just want to encourage everybody to do that, because it not only enriches our lives, it makes us more interesting. And uh, when, when we're more interesting, we attract good people into our lives. Um, and actually, what a lot of people don't realize is when their whole conversation is about their bad memories, their problems, um, or, or talking about other people, and I mean that in the sense of, you know, talking about other people behind their back and, you know, those kinds of things, what, what we're really doing, and a lot of us don't even realize it, is we're repelling good people. Mm -hmm. Most people won't say, oh, Jenny, you know what? I'm hanging up right now because uh, I don't really want to, you know, talk about so-and-so behind their back. No, people don't say that. They just go, all righty then. Okay, mm-hmm, bye. And they go, note to self, don't call that one ever again. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. like I said yesterday, if, if we have 1,440 minutes in our day, I don't want to spend a single one of them. Um, in gossip, where does that get you? You know, in bemoaning, mm -hmm. um, bad memories that I can't fix, I can't change. I'm, I'm not going to sit and talk about it. Yuck. I had to live through it one time. <laughs> and really, that's right. really the practical application of hitting the delete button on bad memories is um, if it was a painful time for you, don't relive it. You know, yeah, don't because... if, if there was somebody who hurt you, don't give them the satisfaction of continuing to feel pain over it. Let it go. Right. And that's right. And my final comment is, what is the cost of not deleting bad memories? being stuck that's the cost being stuck and nobody wants to be stuck you know emotionally or in any you know in any facet once we're stuck it's hard for us to accomplish our purpose that's right that's right so thank you jenny this has been so good and uh, i want to encourage everybody to come back for tomorrow we're going to hit more delete keys so i'll see you then Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and, and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.